Oh, hello there, fancy people. I'm just seeing if that will do the job on the old microphone. Mm. Let's have a little look. Let's make doubly sure on the doubly door. Yep, I think we're good. We're either going to be good or it's going to be really quiet. But I think it's fine. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, hold up. There's normally somebody else piping up by now. And you're right. Um, but uh, today it's uh, just little old me. Um, my wonderful co-host is uh, somewhat uh, engaged elsewhere. So I'm going to go through a couple of things. going to touch on sort of today's funny news and maybe talk about some other bits that have happened during the week and then I'm going to round off with some facts that are so hard you wouldn't believe them to be true but they are so strap on in because it's going to be a bumpy ride it's going to be full of excitement so let's get it going welcome to one and all in podcast land this is Nick and this is Substance for Days. Oh, stick that one in the podcast. That was actually the wrong intro. Let's try that one again. Welcome to One It All in Podcast Land. This is Nick. And this is Substance for Days. Welcome, Mr. A. Welcome, Amy Onehouse. Hope you're both doing well. Um, yes, sup, little fella. Right back at you. Um, thank you for joining. It's uh, just little old me uh, tonight. Uh, it's one of those rare opportunities that I have to um, carry the weight of such an epic podcast on my own. Um, you probably think, How's he going to do that on his own? It's not possible. I'm going to get through. I'm going to get through. My wonderful co-host um, is otherwise engaged for the evening. So um, let's see. Let's see what happens. Welcome, Eric. Welcome. Um, uh, I'm going to say it for. The, I'm going to say it for a third time, but I then will not say it anymore. Everybody else is just going to have to guess. Um, it's just me uh, this evening. So I'm going to go through a couple of bits. Um, but my beautiful co-host, who's also my brother, so think what you want about that, um, is not uh, joining us tonight. So welcome, Mama Bear Tracy. Welcome. <laughs> okay, fourth time. Fourth time, and then I promise I'll stop and I'll get on to some actual substance. It's just me tonight. Um, hey, Mama Bear Tracy. It's just me tonight. Uh, my co-host is uh, otherwise engaged. Um, but... I'm going to keep it going. Uh, I'm going to try my best. And if we run out of uh, material five minutes in, well, then at least we've had some fun uh, for five minutes or so. So we'll see. But explaining myself has already taken um, four minutes. 
to 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 go through that. So um, welcome, uh, Spicoli. Um, I could do maybe I could do this all night. Maybe I could just do this for the for the podcast. Is just introduce people and then just explain to people that it's only me. Um, maybe okay. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. So. How have we uh, how have we been doing out there in in podcast land? Um, there's been a couple of things uh, that's happened this week that I want to comment on. There's a couple of uh, funny bits as well that uh, that have that have happened this week that you that might not you might not recognise it as normal sort of um, in your face news. Uh, obviously, for uh, the UK um, on Monday we uh, we. Uh, said goodbye our final last goodbye to uh, her royal highness the majesty the queen uh, queen elizabeth ii um passed away of uh, 96 96 i think or was it 98 <gasps> that's bad that's bad of me Tre- treason uh, some would say um let me know 96 there we go i was right the first time i should have trusted my gut um but yeah so uh, uh that that happened on Monday. Um, lots and lots of uh, people uh, queued uh, all in a line to go and see uh, the Queen lying in state. Um, very emotional for for all us Brits. But um, here's a little fact for you, just to just to put things into context. Um, there, I think there's around uh, seven million people in the UK. Um, but obviously the Queen's funeral was uh, televised as well, and it was televised worldwide. And the total viewership uh, amounted to 4 billion viewers. So 4 billion viewers, and there are 8 billion people on the planet. Um, so, <laughs> uh, again, this is a, this is a positive, um, happy podcast uh intended to bring joy uh to everyone but it really gives you some context there about how much of an impact she made and and to be fair you know she was the the only queen that's that we've known that's ruled and uh, and did it for um for some considerable amount of time so she made a, a huge impact so much so that half of the world uh, yes, thank you, Mama Bear Tracy. Seventy years, so half of the world uh, tuned in to say goodbye. Um, so that's the, probably the probably the most well-known thing that's happened uh, this week, and it's not really anything funny to say about that because there is nothing to say uh, that, that is humorous about that. But um, that fact is is quite amazing. Um, in other news. Uh, Blackpink released a new album, so that's good, isn't it? Um, I, I mean, it, it depends how you want to weigh it up uh, against, um, you know, the Queen passing. Uh, but she, uh, uh, Blackpink, released a, a, a new album. Um, What's well, quite interesting because obviously I've listened to it because I've, you know, listened to everything and anything is. I've noticed recently with recent artists that either the producer on a track or the artist themselves, they love to give themselves a little shout out. And it's kind of evolved from just a little shout out of their name to a sort of exclamation, right? And the bit that I'm a bit 
sort of iffy with is what I've noticed with uh, Blackpink. For for those who don't know, they're a sort of um, Korean female pop band, uh, and they've been around. There's, this isn't like a break breakout album or anything like that. This is like you know, it's quite they're they're quite well known. Um, now, if you have, for example, you have uh, a song that's produced by Mike Will made it. Uh, then you'll get that at the beginning of every track, any track. Um, so he does a few, uh, he does a couple of Eminem tracks, uh, he does a couple of Rihanna tracks, and you'll always hear it at the beginning. You'll always hear um, Mike Will made it at the very beginning, right? And for example, uh, Zombie, I think, is a producer, and he'll say uh, Zombie on the track. Right? So you're kind of getting the idea. They're making announcements, right? Now, does anybody remember, going back to sort of uh, slightly older school hip-hop, that an artist would say, um, I don't know, uh, give me give me an old old school hip-hop artist out there in podcast land. Someone, someone type something in. Um, but they would say, artist name, in the house. There you go, Nas. There you go. MC Hammer. Perfect. Brilliant. So they would say something like, Nas in the house, right? MC Hammer in the house. And it would be all sort of joyous. It would be, you know, Nas in the house. It would be something like that, right? Now, Blackpink, they've kind of taken it a step further. And they've said, in what their intros are, um, yes, you're quite right, Eric. MC Hammer was famous for that song, Can't Touch This. Any other any other songs that he was famous for? Um Dunno. Maybe 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 that's maybe that's ignorant of me, but uh I don't know. Um But Blackpink, they have taken it a step further and they have said Blackpink in your area. And I'm kind of like that's that's what they that's what they say. Too legit to quit, thank you. Um, I, I don't know whether you mean that in reference to MC Hammer, uh, Ralph William, or whether you mean that for uh, Substance for Days. Uh, either way, it fits. Uh, we, we are too legit to quit. Um, speaking of uh, we and too legit to quit, what's thank you. What's quite interesting is uh, there is a there is a uh, a guest that has entered, uh, and his name is Paul, and he's gone yo. So maybe uh, maybe this isn't a, a solo effort after all. I I wonder if um, I wonder if oh and uh, Mr P is entered as well. Welcome. I wonder if uh, we'll be able to uh, allow him to call in. That would be very interesting. That'd be very interesting. But I don't want to put uh, I don't want to put pressure on him. Um, oh, Mr P wants to call in. Is Mr Well, that's the thing. Is Mr P Ah, Mr. P, P for penis. Do you know what? I'm probably going to keep you off uh, the uh, the live, <laughs> live broadcast because I don't know. I don't know. It feels it feels a little bit. Yeah, only joking. Only jo- good. Good. Um, it's actually yeah. It's not P for penis. Uh, only joking. It's actually P for paedophile. So I'm still not going to let you on. Is the is the point? Um, Oh, it's caps. Okay, okay, fine, fine. No, we're just... <laughs> uh, okay, 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 fine. So anyway, anyway, back to my point, right? Blackpink, they're going 
black pink in your area. And I'm like, do you know what? I don't really like that because um, I don't I don't think it's aggressive enough. I think you're you're kind of backing off. Like if 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 MC Hammer is getting in getting in my you know in my vicinity where I can listen to him, and he's coming up to me and he's MC Hammer in the house. I'm like, right, I've got a. I've really got to focus now because he's he is in my immediate area. He's he's obviously got through the um, welcome producer Sam. Jesus, there you go. How about some of that? Um, he has got through. You know, he's broken through the locked doors. He's or he's climbed through the window. MC Hammer's now in the house. You know, like that's an awareness that is raised immediately before anything starts. It's like Mike Will made it right. He's made it. He's made it. There's no question. There's no question. You know, is he a good producer? Well, his name's Mike Will made it. So, but when you get to, um, sorry, just going to interrupt my train of thought there. Ralph William podcast has said, you can say MC Hammer in your anus uh, or anus area. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, but my point is, Black Pink, on the other hand, they're going Black Pink in your area. And I'm like, well, what area though? And it, when you say area, what's your radius? What what are we talking? Are we talking in a ten mile area? You know, have I, I have I got to make extra effort to hear you, or are you in the immediate area? Are you are you there with MC Hammer, and you are right up in my face? You've broken through the doors. That's what I'm. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm a bit downstairs area, for example. Well, again, could be great. Hairier is what Mr. P has put in. Hairier, yeah. Or dairier, I suppose you could say, couldn't you? Um, but, yeah, that's that's just my thought. But main headline is, back to the top, main headline is Blackpink have brought out a uh, a new album. So that's, uh, that's a bit of music goss for you. Um, another bit of TV goss, and I say TV, but that's a bit dated these days is uh, there is a new uh, series on uh, Netflix uh, that I'm sure is creeping across everybody's screens um, about Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, played, uh, I've heard, I haven't seen, but played uh, perfectly by Evan Peters. Evan Peters is, of course, of American Horror Story fame, and he did a little bit in X-Men as well. I think he was he was the one that, he was the one that runs really fast, but not Flash, because obviously there's there's sort of, you know there's confusing crossovers there. Um, is uh, is Jeffrey Dahmer in my area now? See, see, that's perfect. That's brilliant. Um, Serial Killer Weekly. Yes, absolutely, Paul. Uh, you you know you know what we're about. We're all about the features, right? Serial Killer Weekly. So next week it's uh, Richard Ramirez. No, um, so is I mean this really good point with Jeffrey Dahmer, right? If Jeffrey Dahmer walked through and said, "Jeff, I'm going to say Jeff. I reckon he'd call himself Jeff or JD. JD in your area, you'd be like, fuck, that's not good. Like even if he's in a ten mile radius, that is not good. That's not good. Um, so." You know, I think it's all about context. But again, going back to my point, Black Pink saying they're in my area, pff, I don't care. 
I don't care. Um, but yeah. So yeah. So anyway, uh, document uh, not a documentary, idiot. Uh, series about Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, now, for those who uh, I, I would say lived under a rock, but to be fair, he died in 1994. So you know, um, Leroy Jenkins in your area. Sorry, I had to uh, had to cut off there. But Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, born 1960, uh, died uh, November 1994. Um, for those of you that don't know, and this isn't gonna, you know, sort of, there's no spoiler alerts for the uh, for the series because, to be fair, it's based on a real story. So, you know, it's already happened. There's not going to be some mad twist that you don't know about. But uh, he is also known as uh, the Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee Cannibal uh, or the Milwaukee Monster. Uh, he was an American serial killer and sex offender. Um, so there's a little mixture of news there. You've got Serial Killer Weekly uh, and Sexy Offenders Monthly as well, which is good. Uh, who committed the murder and dismemberment of 17 men and boys uh, between 1978 and 1991, which is nice, isn't it? Um, many of his later murders involve necrophilia, cannibalism, uh, and the permanent preservation of body parts, uh, typically all or part of the skeleton. What a fucking gross waste of space he was. Isn't that nice, isn't it? Um, although he was... Uh, is that whilst those are sleeping? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't... It doesn't. Uh, at this point, it doesn't go into the detail of um, of what the men or boys were, were doing. It's one of them... Um, it's one of those uh oh necrophilia um ne uh, no 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 uh, necrophilia is not um uh whilst they're sleeping necrophilia is uh having sex with corpses so i'm so glad that i could clarify that for you and look somebody else has just entered welcome seeker um just for your benefit necrophilia is about having sex with dead people I just didn't want to make... I wanted to make sure you didn't miss that, right? But anyway, back to the point. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, new series uh, on Netflix, uh, which is nice, isn't it? It's also got uh, a link to music as well. Um, I was explaining to uh, someone I, uh, I work with today that um, uh, he features in uh, an Eminem lyric, uh, and it's from a song called Must Be The Ganja which is nice, isn't it? Um, but he says, uh, and I will only say it, I shan't rap it because uh, I'm nowhere near as good as... Eminem. Well, I'd say I'm I'm about 90% as good as Eminem, but obviously that last 10% is, you know, is, is, is crucial, it's vital. Um, faced with a dilemma, I can be Dalai Lama and be calm or bring drama a step beyond of Jeffrey Dharma. Please don't upset me, Mama. You're looking sexy, Mama. Don't know if it's the Lala or the rum and Pepsi, Mama. Don't want to end up inside my refrigerator freezer. Be used as extra topping the next time I make a pizza. Which is good, isn't it? It's good. I, I, I think he got the theme spot on. Welcome, man cave sound. Sorry, that was not really pronounced that well, was it? That was that, that was not right. I should have... Uh, I, I, don't even, I don't even know if he's still here to apologise to. I think he's popped in and popped out but even so man cave sound is what i should have said not man cave 
sound. Um, that was that wasn't right. That wasn't right. But it's fine. It's fine. We're, we're over it. We're over it. So anyway, my point is, Jeffrey Dahmer new series on Netflix. Looking forward to it. Blackpink in your area. Do not mix up the two. Blackpink is not on Netflix and Jeffrey Dahmer's in your area, as Ralph Williams suggested. That is not true. That is a horrible mix-up. Okay? So that's my sort of, you know, um, my take on this week's news so far. But like I said, I've got a couple of other bits um, that I think is quite funny. Uh, I don't know. Depends. You tell me. You tell me, listener, whether you feel uh, that it's funny or not. Um, so, uh, a family uh, was left devastated. It's published on the 22nd of September. So, today, uh, a family was left devastated after council admits they have been visiting the wrong headstone for their dearly departed father for 43 years. So, uh, a lady, Sylvia Ross, thought she was visiting her father, John's grave, for 43 years. The 67-year-old discovered she has been leaving flowers at the wrong grave. She was devastated over the mix-up at Whitton Park Cemetery uh, in County Durham, which is nice, isn't it? Durham County Council's Bereavement Services uh, Management has apologised. Now, obviously... What's not funny about that, and this is obviously a key element of uh, of mine and my co-host's comedy, what's not funny of that is um, the fact that she's been visiting the wrong grave. What's funny to think about is how the fuck the council <laughs> approached her at 67 and broke the news. Because if you think uh, 67, she is now, right? And 43 years she's been visiting her father's grave that turns out is not her father. You are looking at a solid uh, 24-year-old walking up to the grave, right? And saying, is this my, is this my, my father, John? Yeah. Council representative or funeral representative. Yep, yep, it is, it is. Right, you're definitely sure, because it's not got a, a namesake on the grave. No, 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 yep, it is, uh, it is definitely, definitely your father's grave. Okay, because it doesn't say John, it's sort of got, it's got the J, but it's kind of scratched out. But no, 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 it is definitely John's grave. John boss what did you say john ross john ross mr john ross is your father and it's his grave so put the flowers down uh get on with it yeah get on with it 43 years later okay so she's 67 at this point and she's going you're right uh i don't know give me give me a name give me a name podcasters give me a name for the council representative what's his name what's his name Let's uh, let's let's get some names out there. I'll I'll pick the first name. Uh, Mike. Thank you, Ralph. <laughs> Thank you. You're right, Mike. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm 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 fine. Yeah. All good. 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 Are you are you here to see your uh, see your father's grave? Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Same grave. I've been visiting for forty three years now. Good. Good. What about you? Are you you up to anything, Mike? Mm, 
no, 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 no. Funny thing about the grave, though. Yeah, what is it? Oh, is it? Uh, is it fallen by the wayside? I know I haven't been in the last couple of weeks. Is it? Oh, is it? You know, damaged or? No, 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 no. Uh, do you know what? It's probably better if I show you. It's probably better if I show you. Let me take you to the grave. Okay, well that's fine. You know, all right. And they're and they're walking down. You been up to anything, Mike? <laughs> no, no. Just doing the old uh, graveyard shift. We. Yes, it's not appropriate. It's a, it's a pun. That's not appropriate. It's, uh, it's worse. Um, is this the? Sorry, is this? You've stopped. Why have you stopped, Mike? Yeah, I have stopped, haven't I? Yeah, but obviously. Why, why, why have you stopped next to this this grave that doesn't have a doesn't have a name on it? Does it? It doesn't, does it? Don't know what to tell you, Sylvia. Going to be honest. Um, I dropped the ball. What do you mean you dropped the ball? I dropped the ball. Well, tell me, tell me. You know, we've we've known each other for forty three years because I've been coming here. So. Just, just tell me. Tell me what's what's the problem. Uh, it's not you. That's great. What did you say? It's not you. Um, it's not you. Dad's grave. What did you say? It's not your dad's grave. What? It's not your dad's grave. It's somebody else's. All right. Well, who have I been? Who have I been laying flowers uh, flowers down for then? James. Who? James. James Boss, right? James Boss, okay? That's who you've been laying flowers for. Well, what are we going to do? I've been I've been doing this for 43 years. Well, yeah, all right. Well, chill out, love. You're only 67. You know, you've got a good 20 more years of the laying the flowers and that. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. He, he, he won't mind. He won't mind. Right. Okay, well, is there anything I can do? No. No. No, this is absolutely out of your hands and mine. Um, yeah, absolutely, Cal. It's a bit heartless, but no, no. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. Okay, but I'm going to lay. So, I, so the, my only choice now is to start laying flowers down at this grave. Is it? Yes, yes. This grave, this grave. Right, and it's definitely my father. Is it? Yes, yes. Definitely my father. Definitely your father. Oh, it's, just, oh, it's all so confusing, isn't it? Right, what's my father's name? John. Yes. John. John. What's my What's my father's second name? What's my family name? I can't remember. Right, fuck off. That, I, that's how I think it's ended. But anyway, that's, uh, that's one funny headline. So, yeah, exactly, Ralph. Absolutely. So, refund? No, I don't know. Don't know if you can get a refund on a forty-three-year-old grave. It must depreciate over time, like a like a vehicle of some sort. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, another one that's published today. Uh, quite a quite a uh, quite a good one that I've read. Um, drunken female scientist, forty-seven, took five goes to reverse out of car park. Then hit a bus stop before telling the police it was because her pet Lily was behind the wheel. And the headline is, the dog did it. Yeah, absolutely, Ralph. I couldn't agree with you more. Wow. I don't know what part is worse. 
Um, I could start taking shots uh, at the classic stereotype of a female driver. I'm not going to do that. That's beneath me. It's beneath me. But it did take her five goes to reverse out of a car park. Let's. I wonder what car she had. Anyway, diving too low. That's too much of a low blow. Um, then she hit a bus stop. Then she told the police it was because of a dog. What did she expect to happen as well? Telling her, like, telling the police, oh, don't worry, don't worry, it wasn't me. I wasn't about, I wasn't driving poorly. It was my dog. Okay, well, we're still going to find you then. Why? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah, but it was your dog. You let your dog drive the car. Yeah, but he's got a license. Has he? Has he, though? Yeah, provisional. Right. A drunk woman who drove down a footpath thinking it was a road, later claimed to police... Uh, sorry, wrong uh, wrong usage of uh, tone there. Later claimed to police her dog was driving the car. Scientist... I love how they, I love how they pump scientist in there, just to make it just that little bit fucking worse. Scientist Melissa Jenkins Johansson, what a name, 47, was previously banned from the road for drunk driving last November. You're not going to do it again, are you? No, I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to drive drunk ever again. So, joke's on you. Uh, in February, she drunkenly tried to reverse out of a car park four times. That's interesting. It said five. Um, oh, I suppose on the fifth, she was successful. Out of a car park four times at midday in Fishguard, Pembrokeshire. Oh, such a boring British-sounding name, isn't it? Why do... Anyway, after leaving the Ocean Cafe bar and restaurant, an onlooker eventually noticed her drunken state and phoned the police. Miss Johansson reversed out of the car park at the fifth attempt, there we go, um, and drove down the footpath before colliding with a bus stop just metres from a children's metres from a children's play area, Swansea Crown Court heard. I was about to laugh. And it wasn't, just to be absolutely clear with everyone, it wasn't because she could have hit children. What I was laughing at, or beginning to chuckle at, was um, the fact that I'd already mentioned that they pumped in that she was a scientist, just to make it that little bit more dramatic. And then they go a step further, and they go, oh, you're not going to believe it, she only hit a bus stop near a children's play area. She's a fucking murderer. She's not. She's an idiot. She's a moron. She's not... That's, that's as bad as it gets. Um, Hannah George, prosecuting, told the court how members of staff in the cafe ran outside to alert families <laughs> that Miss Johansson was driving on the footpath. <laughs> oh, God. What a fucking... Melissa's out again. What do you mean? Melissa, you know the one. Oh, not that idiot. Yeah, that's the, the very same. The one that was banned last year. Yeah, right. What's she doing now? She's yeah. She's already tried four times to get out of the fucking car park. Now she's driving down the footpath towards that bus shelter. Oh my god, is that a dog in the front seat? No. She eventually went onto the main road where she paused for several minutes. Miss George told the court. She. <laughs> do you think in those several? Do you think in those several minutes? She contemplated the poor decisions that she'd made leading up to that point. She thinks she's... <laughs> I can't imagine why else she would just stop. You know, because you've already committed to making a fucking idiot of yourself. You're already drunk, so you don't care. So, 
do you think it was at that point that she just had this <laughs> this brief moment of clarity? She went, "What? Have I, what have I done? I've made a huge mistake." And then, but then just <laughs> just carried on. Just went, "Ah, oh, fuck it. I'll just get on with it." She eventually went onto the main road where she paused for several minutes. Uh, she then went to the Sea View Hotel, <laughs> okay, and then went on to Tesco, where she was caught on CCTV footage, probably getting another wine. Um, so uh, she was doing some shopping, sitting, uh, Judge Hugh Rees asked in disbelief, uh, yes, Miss George replied. Judge Rees said Miss Johansson's actions beggared belief. Again, such a British thing to say, isn't it? Oh, it beggars belief. No, it doesn't beggars belief. Why don't you say you're a fucking idiot and you're gonna get and you're gonna get fined? You're gonna get fined and you're gonna have well, you've already had your license taken away, so you can spend a couple of days in a in a prison cell. That's what you should be saying. It, oh, can't believe it. It beggars belief. No, it doesn't beggar belief. You're an idiot. When two officers from Diefed Powell's Diefed, oh, I'm not even gonna read it. It's too British. Police visited Mr. Hansen at her home. She blamed her driving on her dog, Lily. Uh, the officers arrived at her address and found the car substantially damaged. Proper fucked. Miss George continued. The officers then entered the property and were immediately hit with the smell of alcohol. <laughs> what a life. What a life this woman's living. She asked the police if they had any proof for her arrest and then said her friend had driven the car and also that her dog, Lily, drove the vehicle. Mad. The defendant was then asked to take a breathalyzer, but refused. I reckon she went, don't breathalyze me, breathalyze the dog. Uh, she was then taken into custody and asked again to provide a blood sample, which she also refused, um, presumably because she was so intoxicated, Judge Reese responded. Oh, it's, it's better than saying fucking beggar's belief. She was babbling incoherent nonsense about her dog for a start. Oh, even better. So this wasn't... so. Not only has she stopped in the middle of the road earlier on in the story. Ah, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, Bacoli. Um, much, much love. Like and subscribe and all that lovely stuff. Um, sounds like caps, says Ralph Williams. Um, so, yeah, so not only has she stopped in the middle of the road to contemplate life for just that split second and then carried on to plough through a bus stop, as we heard about earlier in the story, but she's also been taken to... Um, you know, taken to the police station and they've said, uh, explain yourself. And then that's when the real magic has come out because at that point she's gone, this thing, what the thing with the vehicle? Vehicles, dogs. Dog has the vehicle driven in with him driving Lily. Lily, woof, 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 Lily dog. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Ah, oh, just, I drove, no, I didn't, I didn't drive because I'm banned. That's why I had a drink. I had a drink because I can't drive, I'm not allowed to. But my dog drove instead. So, uh, tell me what you think of that well it beggars belief moving on um now this is an interesting one uh, and again this is uh released today um it's interesting because i don't know 
again it's well you'll you'll understand you'll understand it's because it's got that lovely word in it that that myself and uh, my co-host always like to uh, comment on bizarre conspiracy theory that king charles security team are using fake hands spreads on tiktok after a clip from walkabout at cardiff castle showing a bodyguard holding his arms perfectly still goes viral now before i get into this article right there's a couple of things here there's a couple of things now the first thing is that fucking word conspiracy right because what myself and my co-host have said plenty of times in the past is that a conspiracy in order for a conspiracy to work successfully the conspiracy has to be for the benefit of something okay and it's why it's why straight away you can kind of tell the conspiracies that may have some grounding to them apart from the conspiracies that are just utter bullshit right so i'll give you an example conspiracy of the moon landing right it's one of the most famous conspiracy theories ever made and the whole point the reason why it's got some gravitas to it is because at the time you had america and russia and maybe a little bit of china can't remember um going for it they were going it was the space race it's what everybody knows about it and they were going for it and they were going to say we are going to be the first set of men to conquer space flight and we're going to land on the moon right and so the reason that that conspiracy stays strong even to this day is not because of all of the stuff that may or may not back it up it's because immediately it has some it has a hold on you because someone is getting the upper hand okay so americans for example if it's all a conspiracy if it's all made up americans have the upper hand that's the whole point of it right you compare that to this one that i'm about to talk about or one of another famous ones the earth is flat or the royal family are in fact lizard people that's where things start to break down a little bit because if the royal family are lizard people who the fuck is getting the advantage because i know what you're saying i know what you're about to say listener you're about to say well the royal family obviously if they have lizard powers you know they can and that's see where i had to take a pause there that's where it fucking breaks down right lizard people what benefit have you got what advantage have you got over anyone or anything you haven't you're not climbing up walls because you'd be you'd be caught you'd be caught the the queen god rest her soul is climbing up the fucking wall again she's got little webbed hands like a gecko no she doesn't does she you, it's not possible oh well you know what the queen can do the queen's got an extra set of eyelids that she can blink what so that she can get fucking sand out of her eyes stop it it's not true it's not real and that's where the conspiracy falls down now what's quite interesting about this conspiracy theory this particular one um is uh 
<laughs> Sorry, Ralph William podcast has commented that the royal family can eat a lot of flies. Okay, possible advantage, but again, anyone caught anyone. I mean, what's interesting is that uh, you know it didn't save uh, being uh, being half human, half lizard didn't save Prince Andrew from the uh, you know from the scrapes that he's got in recently, and apparently he's a man that doesn't sweat. Does that back up the fact that he's a lizard? I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out whether or not lizards sweat. But again, we're already going down this stupid fucking rabbit hole when we don't need to. It's not true. But what's interesting about this conspiracy theory is they're saying that King Charles's security team are using fake hands, right? Uh, and why a lizard? Quite right. Quite right, Ralph. Why are they not? Yeah, absolutely. Why are they not secret? Yeah, there you go. Why not a secret wolf purse? That is more. Sorry for for the listener that's not seeing this. Uh, that's seeing this chat feed. For the benefit of everybody out there, Ralph has made a very good point. Right? Why wouldn't they be half human, half wolf? Because then you've got yourself a werewolf, which is a tale that goes back long and has some. It doesn't have grounding in terms of there are humans out there that. You know, on the rise of the full moon, they turn into big hairy werewolves. But it's actually based on actual, you know, uh, there is some truth to it. Okay, and and the the main the main theory behind that, where that's come from, is that when it is a full moon, there is said to be triggers in some people that turn them slightly crazy. That's where something has you know a, a statement that has some research into it has some belief behind it is then turned over in time it's turned over into this fantasy right but at least it's still based on the fucking truth it's not based on this idea that what lizard people when if, when was that ever a thing it was never a thing you never had where lizards it never you know it never got to the full moon or you know at 12 o'clock when the when the sun is at its highest a load of people turn into scaly do you know what I mean, right? So, um, but the thing that's interesting about this conspiracy theory is I think this has some basis in fact. And before we go into the article, I want to tell you why. What I believe I have must have read on a separate article about this particular thing, the security team are using fake hands, is... And I, th I, I wonder if this article will go into it. But the idea is that these guys are bodyguards, okay? And they are guarding royalty, okay? So they're, they're in, in terms of um, Great Britain, in terms of the United Kingdom, there's probably not a more important public figure to guard than the royal family, or at least some members of the royal family. You can set prince andrew out to pasture and i will go on record as saying that um maybe you know uh, even though it's not necessarily uk related but maybe the pope right if 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 the pope comes to town you've got to get some you've got to get some guarding around that because again in terms of a public figure and his importance never mind whether or not you believe in what he represents in terms of a public figure he's really important right and so is the royal family. Now, if you've got these security guards, okay, and they've got 
fake hands, which is what is being dubbed as the conspiracy theory, my logical, rational thinking would be that they've got fake hands to give any potential threat the illusion that they are not armed and ready to go. Because in reality, what's probably happening is that they have their hand resting outside their coat and they're walking along and that's a fake hand. And the reason that that is a fake hand is because underneath the coat is their real hand with a weapon concealed, ready to go. That to me is the most logical uh, idea behind why they would have fake hands. What I'm wondering is what the rest of the world thinks, because that's why, absolutely, thank you, Ralph. It is a good idea, right? Um, I want to know what the rest of the world thinks, though. And let's see, let's, let's see if, uh, if this place that I'm getting this report from gives us some idea of what people are thinking. Um, okay, a bizarre conspiracy theory has spread on TikTok that King Charles' security have fake hands after a video clip showed a team member holding his arms perfectly still. The new monarch, our king, 73, took part in a walkabout outside Cardiff Castle last week where social media users noticed a member of his team appeared to be holding his hands in a very specific position. And one TikTok user shared the clip online, bizarrely suggesting it was evidence that the man must have fake hands. They have not gone into the reason yet. Millions have watched the clips on social media platform, with remarks focusing on the man's strange hand movements and differences across grips. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to skip along. Um, however, oh, interesting. However, security expert Will Geddes dismissed the claims, telling Metro they definitely aren't fake hands. I can understand why some people might have thought they were because of what looks like an incredibly tight grip, but they definitely aren't. Okay. Uh, the video first shows a man to the left of King Charles, Major Johnny Thompson. What a fucking name, Major Johnny Thompson. <laughs> you want him on your team, right? Major Johnny Thompson, reporting for duty, sir. Uh, the Royal's equerry, who is holding his hands together, one slotted over the other. The clip audio says this looks to be inanimate. It then introduces a man walking into frame, accusing one of his arms of looking fake, because while one hand is slightly open, the other is held tight in a fist. Okay. The video also pointed out another man, thought to be a security guard, whose suit has a bulge in the jacket. Right. Uh, someone's tweeted saying some people have way too much time on their hands. Quite right. Uh, so, oh, here we go. Right, here comes the fucking stupidity. Uh, on, you, you can always rely on the, the entire world to, to just drop in some stupid people every now and then. Um, someone has posted... He has hands like that in case he has to react quickly. Also, they communicate a lot with hand signals. So they keep their hands like that to not accidentally make a hand movement that the others would take as a signal. Come on. Really? Um, but what's interesting is some other people have chimed in and actually uh, sounds like uh, they're going along with, with the theory that I suggested. Um, it's because he's an armed guard, his real hand is inside his jacket holding the gun. This isn't new or a secret. There you go. 
His actual hand is on a gun inside his jacket. So if there's an attempt on the king's life, he has it in his hand. Um, there you go. So you have a mix. You have a you have a, a healthy mix, I'd say. If I was to put a um, yeah, if I was to put a, a sort of verdict on that, uh, that's a healthy mix. And I can tell you, a hundred percent, it's not a fucking conspiracy like what this silly article suggests. Um, wow, forty-eight minutes in. Uh, right, uh, I'm just going to read you a couple of headlines. Um, September 16th, trail of slime leads German customs to bags of giant snails. Which is good, isn't it? German customs officials say a trail of slime led them to a stash of almost 100 giant African land snails and other items hidden inside bags at Dusseldorf Airport this month. Wow. What a... Uh, that that must whoever was whoever was dealing with that must have loved finding that out right um they must have just been like what's this trail of slime Ooh, what's this trail of slime and then uh, and then followed it all the way and then <laughs> yeah exactly sorry for the again for the benefit of the listener ralph william has just put like ghostbuster slime exactly he's got oh, it's just just this huge trail of slime is it, oh it's a ghost it's slimer it's slimer oh my god we're gonna oh no a hundred African land snails. Are you sure there's a hundred? Yes, I've just counted them. There's a hundred of them. Okay, well, what should we do? Get some fucking lettuce. That's all we can do. Anyway, so that's the headline for that for you. Um, this is an interesting one I uh, I picked up. Uh, this was on the 19th of August, so a little bit uh, a little bit uh, dated, but not that much. Um, now. Uh, this could be one for our fellow listeners to go away and test, I, and I, but I don't know whether it's been patched yet, and I'm going to get a bit um, going to get a bit technical. Microsoft reveals there is a Janet Jackson song that has the power to crash laptops, even if it wasn't playing on them. Now, how's about that for a headline? That is interesting, right? And I know what you're all thinking. Well, okay, tell me what the song is. An investigation into the mysterious system failures found that playing the music video didn't just crash the laptop it was on, but also caused laptops nearby to fail. The music video, are you ready? The music video for Janet Jackson's 1989, it's a good year, it's when I was born, hit, oh, now I've revealed to everyone how old I am, sorry. Uh, the music video for Janet Jackson's 1989 hit Rhythm Nation was a sensation in terms of its choreography and direction. It's uh, Young Buck, thank you, Ralph. Uh, its foggy, noir-like style won it numerous accolades, including a Grammy Award for Best Long-Form Music Video. But the dystopian pop video had something else going for it too, the power to crash laptops, according to Microsoft, and not just those that it was playing on. In a, in a blog post this week, the company's principal software engineer, Raymond Chen, said a colleague had recently shared a story with him from the days of providing a product support for Windows XP. Oh, okay, sorry guys, unless anybody out there has got Windows XP, which I'm sincerely hoping you're not, especially if you're fellow podcasters, please don't. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's not going to... Um, it's not going to crash your current laptops. A major computer manufacturer discovered that playing the music video for Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation would crash certain models of laptops, wrote Mr. Chen. 
It was not just this manufacturer either. The investigation found that playing the music video also caused some of their competitors' laptops to crash. But the weirdest discovery was yet to come. It didn't even have to be the laptop that the music video was playing on. Simply playing the music video on one laptop could cause another close by to crash. So in the technical world, when you're talking about infections and you're talking about viruses on a machine, you're talking about malware, spyware, a big defense against infections and viruses is what is termed as an air gap, which is the physical gap between machines. So if you're looking at uh, you know, a really important machine, the best thing to do is to get it off of any network if you can, give it no internet access. Um, Janet was infected, quite right. Um, so, but this is quite interesting, isn't it? Is that this infection managed to beat uh, the, the, you know, the, one of the highest lines of defense, which is an air gap, managed to get over via sound. It turns out that the song contained one of the natural resonant frequencies Ralph Williams said it first, shout out to Ralph, for the model of the 5400 RPM laptop hard drives that they and other manufacturers used. So again, we're not going to be, we're, I don't think we're going to be in that world anymore because most, uh, most of us, again, fellow podcasters have probably got a solid state uh, disc in their machine. Sorry, I know that's really nerdy. Apologies. Uh, the issue was similar to an opera singer being able to shatter a glass by singing a particular tone. Um, because sounds are simply acoustic waves, there is a wavelength or frequency for each material that can create the most vibration, known as the medium's resonant frequency. For the affected laptops, which were shipped in approximately 2005, according to a vulnerability report filed by the MITRE Corporation, that frequency was in Janet Jackson's music video. MITRE describes the issue as a security vulnerability which could allow an attacker to force the system to crash using the audio signal from the Rhythm Nation music video. Wow, quite incredible, right? Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to leave it there because uh, time is uh, time is ticking away. Goodness me, but that's quite an interesting uh, article, isn't it? Um, now, I want to give uh, I want to give you a couple of quick fire facts uh, would what what would that do to a human well i guess you would be listening to any avid listener of um rhythm nation maybe maybe that's something that i'll set up on a on a podcast night with my fellow co-host is i will um i'll make sure we put some speakers somewhere uh and get him to sit in the toilet or something and play rhythm nation see what happens could be could be quite messy um now i want to give you some quick fire facts Right now, these facts are toted to be so uh, unbelievable, and yet they are true. Okay, so they—I've had a look through prior, obviously. Um, some of them are a bit like, okay, well, that's you know, that's neither here nor there. And others, you think, wow, okay, really? But let's see as well for our listeners that are currently listening, how many that you already knew, because I don't know whether you whether you know them or not. So, number one, elephants can hear with their feet. You'd think that with those enormous ears, elephants would be able to pick up on every sound, both near and far. But it turns out that to detect distant noises, the animals also hear with their feet. Normally, they would hold their big ears out like a parabola and scan back and forth. But to detect distant noise and vocalizations, they'd freeze and lean forward and put weight on their front legs. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Sometimes they'd even lift up a front foot. 
all of them would do this at the same time, which is pretty cool. Um, you might soon be able to compost yourself in the US. How's about that for fact number two? When you pass away, you could be you could choose to have uh, okay, Ralph, nice one. He knows about that. You could choose to have your body buried or cremated, but soon there may be another option: composting. In April 2019, a bill was passed in the state of Washington to make natural organic reduction a legal option, which is interesting, isn't it? Um, well, it's something quite nice as well because, as I've said before, it's not just about it's not purely about comedy, but it's uh, it's also about some you know feeling positive and nice things as well. Um, after the process is completed, a cubic yard of soil per person is left which loved ones can then take home to grow a tree or a plant from if they so wish, which I think is quite nice, isn't it? It's quite a, it's quite a natural rebirth, and it's a great way to, to, to remember someone that's, uh, that's passed on, as long as it doesn't smell like shit. Just going to leave that, just going to pop that there. Uh, quickly skipping through. Canadians... Um, I thought that's what cemeteries were for. Well, yeah, but I, I guess it's if you want to, um, it, you know, you want to bring, uh, you know, the, the the soil home, and I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you want to. It's a bit like ashes, isn't it? Um, you know, when you a, a lot of people they'll take um, ashes and they'll keep them in an urn, um, but some people they'll take ashes and they'll spread them over the past one's favorite place for example and some um which is something that i uh, i personally feel quite attached to this idea of is some people will take ashes just to release them into the air because then um in reality your you, you know your your body uh, and that's as far as it goes if you if you're not uh spiritually inclined but your body uh is released back into the atmosphere and therefore um still you know still sort of part of everything that's happening still part of the air we breathe and the water we drink you know there's that old very old um sort of adage that at some point in your life you know you will have uh, much like a lot of other uh, children, you will have drunk Michael Jackson's wee at some point because of all the filtering and all the water. Notice how I popped a little joke in there just about his uh, molesting days. Anyway, um, Canadians wanted to rename the Northwest Territories Bob, which is both funny and true. When Canada considered changing the name of the Northwest Territories in 1996, the public was asked for their input. And although various Aboriginal names were considered, i.e. by the smart, you know, considered people, Bob became the second most popular choice. David Hamilton, the clerk of the NWT Assembly, told the CBC it got caught up in a friendly hype rather than a serious hype. Fortunately, or unfortunately, the name-changing debate was set aside before Bob was put to an official vote. Pretty cool, right? Uh, right, I think we've got time for one more. Um, oh, oh, do I pick that one? No, I'm not going to pick that one. Although it is quite a good one. Uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Nice one to end it with. Pennsylvania's official amphibian. Now, does anyone want to make a guess if they do know? 
Um, can anybody tell me, I'll give it a few seconds, can anybody tell me what Pennsylvania's official amphibian is? And if you can't, what you're about to learn might come up one day in a, uh, what we would in the UK would call a pub quiz. Um, so, uh, you know, a series of questions asked when you're uh, in a pub getting drunk. Um, the Amish ladies bush, Mr. A. I mean, that's what. That, do you know that's why I love you? Because you you will you will pick a moment, an opportune moment. You know, you don't just what, what comes from you is all about the quality, isn't it? You know, it's not about the quantity. You you have been kindly listening in the background. There, you've been biding your time. You've been just watching and observing and listening, thinking. I'm going to pick my moment here. And that is when you struck. That's when you picked your moment. Mr. Ray's contribution, the Pennsylvania's official amphibian, the Amish ladies bush. Um, unfortunately, it's not that, Mr. Ray. But goodness me, what a wonderful guess. What a wonderful guess. Um, Pennsylvania's official amphibian is the snot otter. Now, what's interesting, before I go into it, could you make a comparison between Mr. A's contribution, the Amish ladies' bush, and the snot otter? There we go. Mr. A's just said it, like I said. So, I mean, again, we're talking about we're talking about you know you're on a date and it's your second date. You're with a lady. Things are getting a bit progressive. You know, you've both been out for a drink. You've both had a nice meal. And the lady says, hey, why don't you come back to my place? And you're like, this is for the guys in the podcast, you're like, wow, things could really progress here. You get back to her place and, you know, she leans in, she leans in for a kiss and things start getting a little bit hot, a little bit heavy. And she's saying, she's motioning you upstairs, you know, she's saying, let's go take a, a shower. And let's get into bed. And then as you get into bed, she's already there. She's already, you know, under the covers, no clothes on. You lean in softly and say, can I taste your snot otter? <coughs> sorry. Sorry. Had to get through that one. Had to get through that one. Really sorry. Really sorry. For any uh, any female out there that may listen to this retrospectively or is listening now, okay? Snot otter. <laughs> Sorry. Right. I'll finish this one off, and then uh, and again, that's what she said. I'll finish this one off, and then um, we will we will wrap up. So, in 2019, Pennsylvania passed a law naming the Eastern Hellbender Salamander. See, that's a much better name. Eastern Hellbender Salamander, and again, still applies, still applies, which also goes by the names um, Cryptobranchus alleganiensis, Devil Dog, Allegheny Alligator, Lasagna Lizard, I'm not going to say anything, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to say this, and Snot Otter, uh, as the state's official amphibian. And that's great news for the two-foot-long creature that's facing a loss of habitat and a reduced population. 
Hopefully, this honour means that the snot otter's numbers can soon increase. So I think that's a brilliant fact to end on, because not only has it generated a serious amount of comedy um, for our fellow listener, but also, hey, it's conservation of an endangered species or reduced population of species. And that species, once again, for everybody's benefit, is the snot otter. My name is Nick. This has been Substance for Days. Please do like, subscribe, follow, tweet, listen, give us a thumbs up. Do all of those lovely things. You've been wonderful to speak to tonight. We will hopefully be back next Tuesday uh, with a recorded podcast. And then hopefully um, we will do another live broadcast with the two of us on Thursday next week. Thank you very much to everybody that's liked the show and listened. Take care. Stay safe. Quite right, Ralph.